Hey, welcome to the Better Groups Podcast. My name is Matt. You know me. We have our co-host here. He's back. We can't get rid of him. He loves youth ministry so much. Not Sam Skaggs. Nick Ballard. Some people call him Nicky Boo. Oh. What's up? Hey, what's up? Good to be here. I love this podcast. I know, man. It's my new favorite one. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That that does something good to my soul. <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, Nick, you can't get rid of the youth ministry, you know. You can get rid of the uh, the dog out of youth ministry. Well, okay, maybe take the youth pastor out of youth ministry. There we go. But you can't take the youth ministry out of the youth pastor. That's the way to say it. I'd that. rather say youth pastor than dog. Dog is a popular <laughs> word with the kids right now. You've been gone for about a year. What's up, dog? There you go. Yeah, like that? That's the one. Is that the saying. cool slang? They're saying that all the time. What's that. up, <laughs> dog? What's up, dog? Yo, dog. Hey, it's been a long time since we recorded this. Um, Sam's in the midst of a mission trip planning, so it's mission week coming it's up. It's mission week. It's March Madness. We March got basketball Madness. starting. Got lots of fun stuff. It's an exciting time of the year. Youth Ministry World. Um, I'm excited about what we're talking about today because we have mission week. We have baptism Sundays coming up at church. We have baptism night coming up at MSLG, and in the summer we have camps which we'll be talking about baptisms as well. So today, uh, I'm going to share a little bit about what to do in that moment where a kid says, hey, I think I'm ready to make a decision for Jesus. I think I'm ready to be baptized. What do you do, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, We've had that before. You've had that many times. So I'm going to share some things, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I want to take a minute to introduce our our guest speaker today. Please do. Matt Port, our middle school pastor. Yes. He's going to be sharing with us about... What to do when a kid wants to get baptized. Cool. And then so, I'm going to add some coffee shop like snacks. Yeah, yeah. Give it up for Matt. All right. Cool. Awesome. Well, let me take you back, Nick. Ready? Mm-hmm. So High Hill Christian Camp, 2010-ish, at a junior high week where Nicomas Perez is the dean. And I was actually there mm. um, as a camp teamer. And um, I was like 19, just freshman in Bible college. Knew nothing. Um, and one of my students there that week um, came up to me and said, hey, I'm ready to be baptized. And I had that moment of saying, I have no clue what I'm doing. And I have no clue how to help this student through baptism. So like a good college kid, I go ask someone who knows more than me. Mm. So I asked Nicomis, and, and he said, and he didn't really know me that well. He said, hey, I trust you to do it. You can, you can you can have that conversation, and I'm thinking, man, this guy made a terrible mistake. <laughs> he just didn't want to do it. Yeah, which is probably, but honestly, uh, that moment meant, it's kind of funny. Just kidding. He, that, he that just moment, trusted you. <laughs> that moment meant a lot to me because like, oh, someone trusts me, yeah. which he shouldn't have. He empowered you. Yeah, he empowered me to do it, to, to walk through, but, um, and I was able to do it. Um, I probably didn't do it that well, but man, I just... I remember having that conversation and, and walking through it, and it was such a struggle. And without someone really giving you the tools to, to put it together, it can be difficult to do. So mm. so that's what we're going to talk about. What do I do um, when when someone asks, hey, I'm ready to be baptized? And one thing we want to do is make sure you know that we trust you to handle it, right? Like, um, it's not something where... It's not something where we need a youth pastor to have that conversation every time. You know, it's something where you guys can do it, and if it was at a baptism night or camp, if all 100, 200 kids are going to be talking to one one person, that's not going to be an efficient way to do it. And also, you have that relationship with them. So it's a really a good model that Nokomis had 
to, to share that responsibility, to share that burden. Um, well, it's kind of the essence of our faith, right? Go and make disciples. And if if we are disciples, we should we should be empowered to go and make disciples. Not not go and hand off people to other people to make disciples, but we are empowered to make disciples. So what does that what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So if you are a small group leader anywhere, a harvester or wherever, like you should be trusted to walk that that student through that decision. So here's a couple of things to do. Number one, we want you to do is recognize the win. Obviously, a student coming forward say, I want to be baptized. That's huge. It's not just a win in the student's life. It is. But it's a win as a life group leader. The, the student trusted you enough to have that conversation and to go to you. They could have went to someone else. They could have went to uh, another life group leader or someone else, but they went to you. Um, and so the students are close enough to have a, a, have a relationship with you, um, to come to you, and that's important. So the first thing that you want to do is celebrate it. Don't immediately go to the nuts and bolts. Don't immediately go to, okay, let's walk through this decision. Let, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about the Roman road, whatever. Celebrate that decision. So often we get caught up in, let me immediately get logistical and think about dates, think about timing, think about all that stuff. But if we can just take a minute to celebrate and like the student and what's happened, I think that's so important um, before we just take off and say, all right, what do you believe about Jesus? And what do you know about baptism? And share with me all these verses that you know. It's just take a second and, and recognize what God has done. Yeah, um, exciting. And that initial reaction means a lot because they're, they're kind of almost testing you in a way to say, like, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about this? Like, yeah. do you think this is a good decision for me? And if you're immediately coming at them in a questioning way, skeptical, you think it's it might kind of sh- scare them away. Um, so that's that's the first thing. Celebrate what God's doing. The next thing I think is important is to set up a space to talk about the decision. Obviously, mm-hmm. you need you need to have that one-on-one time. It could be if it's at camp. Hey, let's talk after campfire. Or if it's the middle of the week, let's set up a time to go uh, chat. One of the ways that I love to do it is. Um, Take a kid out for coffee or take a kid, uh, depending on what they're interested in. Maybe it's a high schooler, go to coffee. If it's a middle schooler, maybe you go to Dairy Queen or go grab some ice cream. Um, let the parents know, obviously, that what's what you're doing and get the parents involved in the discussion. But, but go ahead and, and set up that time uh, so that you don't just walk away and say, hey, thanks, I'll get back to you. Try to, try to make sure you set up that time before you walk away because – in the sense that you, you don't want to act fast and get to the logistical parts of it, you also still want to make sure you get to that moment uh, before you walk away because so many things can happen, right, after a camp. Let's say uh, Nick, a kid, comes to you a Thursday night after camp and says, hey, I, I'm ready to get baptized. And, and you say, okay, we'll talk about it afterwards. And mm-hmm. then you forget about it. And then maybe two weeks later you check in. And then, you know, they're, they're kind of off of that camp high and, and maybe they're – they're not ready to make that decision, you know? So yeah. it's probably a good thing to set up that time. So ice cream, coffee, or, hey, let's talk right now before we leave camp. Uh, and so the question would be, what do I say? And now I got a question for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. There's a couple different methods. One popular way is the Roman road. Are you a Roman road type of guy? I love Romans. I love Romans. I think um, everything you could possibly want to walk through is is there. And so, yes, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. What? And so I'll show you how bad of a yeah. youth pastor I am. Okay. Um, I do not know the Roman road. I know. So what is the Roman road? 
Like quickly. Quickly? Yeah. Well, basically, I mean, the way the reason it's called that is because you can walk through Romans and yeah. and get all the you know where it talks about all of sin and falling short of the glory of God, and uh, it talks about God's forgiveness. And so, uh, I don't know what the exact verse like three twenty three, six twenty three. Yeah, I don't. know. I feel like they're all twenty three. Eight twenty. I don't know. That's yeah. Maybe not eight twenty. Eight twenty eight. Yeah, but so maybe I'm a bad youth pastor too. But <laughs> you see, right. but, it, but the point is, you go through the Book of Romans, right? Like yeah. through these different chapters, and you walk through it with them. And that's that's one of the things I, I love to like love to do because it's all laid out clearly in Romans. Yeah. So I love that's it. that's a great way, yeah. and that's an effective way. Um, and if that sounds like that's more of your style, you can definitely look that up, and it'll be available to you. Um, as far as what those scriptures are, and I, I think you're right there, uh, 2323, 623, 623, and maybe 828, 8, 8, 28, yeah. 811, maybe something in the eight. It's there, it's there, it's, it's there. Just read it's Romans, there. you'll figure it out. Um, but the way I handle it is, is less of the Roman roads, but more like 20 questions. I, I'm just more of a conversational guy, uh, in nature, anyways. And so, my hope is to just kind of figure out where they're at. So realizing that there's some part of the gospel that's already resonating with them and something that Jesus has done inside them that that they're already passionate about, that he's kind of pulling on their strings. And then I'm kind of coming in sort of as a detective to figure that out, but also sort of as I'm going to drop some breadcrumbs to continue to lead them uh, closer to Jesus and closer to that decision. So just kind of asking them questions. And here's some good questions to go through. Number one, why do you want to get baptized? Mm-hmm. Um, and with students, you can get so many answers with mm-hmm. that. You can get, uh, because my friend did it, because I always wanted to, because I don't want to go to hell. There, there's so many different answers, but behind that question will give you a good idea. Very good idea. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, where to start with or if they're, if they're really serious. Yeah. If it's because they say, oh, because my other life group leader or my other life group friend is doing it. Then maybe maybe they're not ready, or you can t- continue to walk with. But that's a for me that's the best starting question. Yeah. Why do you why do I want to get baptized? Um, and and another one I think is a good one is what was it that made you share to me that you wanted to get baptized? Like, and that that gets on. Hey, what what was the part of the sermon that you heard, or what do you experience? And that kind of helps you again figure out what's going on in their head, what resonated with them at the camp or at the middle school life group or during life group time um, that, that they're ready to, to make that decision. Um, you know, so start with those questions and then, so you kind of get that background. And then this is a crazy thing, Nick, after that, I usually start with Jesus. So I go, uh, it's risky, but risky, but yeah. I say it's a, after that, after I get the whole, why do you want to get baptized? What made you make this decision? Then I start figuring out, what do you think about Jesus? Because that's the most important thing for me to know. So who is Jesus? What did he come to do? Why do you think Jesus died? And it's a temptation here to try to make sure that their theology is 100% correct, but that is not the goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, in, in my mind, it's, it's hard to be like, I want them to make sure they know everything. Yeah. Um, but really... In my opinion, what I'm looking for is an understanding that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins on the cross, and that three days later he resurrected. And in my opinion, knowing that 
is a is mainly the core of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they really need to demonstrate too much more knowledge about the gospel other than that. You know, I don't know if you agree or if there's something else that you'd like to hit on. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I think one reason I do like Romans Road, and I did just look it up to make sure what we were... Nice, but thank Romans, you. Number one is Romans 3.23, which we said, and that is for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And I think um, that that's something that that sometimes we skip over mm-hmm. that is super important. And now, now I know like most middle schoolers and high schoolers will admit that they are sinners. Mm-hmm. But I know the first time I had a conversation with my daughter about why she wanted to get baptized, I think I asked her, uh, do you sin or have you sinned? She like, I don't think so. Like that was the first like, yeah. all right, yeah. we'll hold up a second. Like, okay, if you don't think you're a sinner, now obviously most older students, like they know they are, but that's also a key component is why do we need the Savior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that that's number one on the Romans road is that, okay, it starts here, that you're a sinner, and acknowledging that, and then what do you do about that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think... I think often, yeah, we just always want them to know everything, and it's yeah. just so hard. And the example that I'd go back to is, is Acts 2, right? Peter pr- preaches that sermon uh, to, to Jews at Pentecost, and then 3,000 people were baptized. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the logistics of that, like, do you think they had all those people had everything figured out? Right. No, they were just saying, hey, we're coming forward. We heard that Jesus died. He was crucified for our sins. I'm going to get baptized. Like, they didn't have it all figured out. I'm sure that they didn't have a system to walk through 3,000 people mm-hmm. to have those personal conversations. So um, so it's, it's all right for them to act on faith to start their baptism with maybe a smaller amount of information than sometimes we might think is necessary, as long as they have those core pieces mm-hmm. that they're able to build on. From that conversation, or from that starting point, what I like to hit on as well as we have more time is, is Jesus as a perfect sacrifice for sins. I think that's something that kids get tripped up on as well. Uh, and it's not necessary. It's not like the most important, but just helping them understand that Jesus was perfect. He never sinned. And that's how that works is that Jesus never sinned, but we do sin. Mm. And so we trade places. Um, and, and that's been something that I feel like kids help. And then the other thing that I try to hit on as I'm wrapping up the conversation is that baptism isn't just a decision for salvation, for um, for just you to be declared righteous, it's a choice to follow him. So I want to I want to make sure I end on that too and emphasize that hey, you're making this decision, and you're going to be forgiven and justified, and you're going to be in good standing with God. But also, it's a decision afterwards that you're choosing to follow Jesus, follow his example, live like him. Um, right, so I think that's yeah. important as well, and I think that's a step that we miss a lot of times. Yeah, that it, it it's so easy to look at baptism as the end goal, and it's actually the beginning yes. of what's really going to be uh, daily decisions for the rest of their life of of dying to their self, and so that's the part too that I think, and this is the the challenge of of middle schoolers and high schoolers and even elementary kids making the decision to follow Jesus is sometimes they can't fully grasp what it means to die daily. And so for them, for a lot of times it's, I'm getting baptized, I'm good. Mm-hmm. When that's just like, that's the start of their journey. Yep. Um, they are good, but but it's just the beginning. Like everything changes after that. And so even, even sometimes like letting them know, like, 
like, hey, we're celebrating this decision, but just so you know, this is how things are going to change. Yeah, and for sure. And for me, I, I want all the cards to be out on the table for a student um, that is wanting to get baptized. I want I want to lay it all out on the table and say, all right, this is good. Like, this is a good decision that you're making, but here's what it entails. And because, and I don't know if you're getting to this. I'm, I'm kind of maybe jumping. No, you're in. fine. Go for it. But I think, you know, being in student ministry for so long, we've seen students that make the decision to get baptized and then they don't really understand it. And then later down the road, they want to get rebaptized or, yeah. or whatever. And so, um, one of one of my goals as a youth pastor is I don't want a student to feel like they ever have to get rebaptized. And so I want them to understand they're not gonna understand everything, like you said, but I want them to understand like what this mean like this is a, a life change. Well we we believe life change for the better. Um, but it's gonna take like a a daily decision to die to yourself, take up your cross, follow Jesus. And so so those those that's also something that I want if I'm decision counseling a student, mm-hmm. I want them to know, all right, you know, this is this is the best decision you're ever going to make in your life, like hands down, no doubt. But here's what it entails. I want all those cards on the table. Um, and I, I've even had like, uh, I think it was a middle school student, uh, wanted to get baptized. Obviously, I want, I want students to get baptized. Yeah. But I l- laid the cards on the table, asked them some questions, like just basic questions. Uh, he stumbled on a couple, and I. It was in my opinion, he was just not. He was not ready. He wasn't doing it for the right reasons. He wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like you said. It was like, oh well, you know, I, I, my friends did it, or you know, and, yeah. and so then you have a conversation with the parents. Say, hey, here's where your student is. He, he's expressed desire to get baptized, which is fantastic. Like that's a great step, but in my opinion. Like, I don't think he fully grasps like what that means, and that's important too. Um, not you don't have to understand everything there is to know about the Bible and theology and all that stuff, but like you said, the basic, right, the basic yeah. stuff that that I I I felt he didn't quite understand, and so but that enabled me to have that conversation with mom and dad and say, here's where he's at. He's close, but but here's where you can help walk him to right and yeah. get get him to that point. So for sure, I think and that's important. I think it's one of those things where we we need them to get a certain amount of information, right? But they don't have to know all of it. Mm-hmm. But then there's still that you want to take advantage of an opportunity that you set up, mm-hmm. right? If you set up a coffee or a or a time to get ice cream or something, utilize all that time that you have to to pour into yeah. them. Don't feel like Okay, they understand. They understand these three things: that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died for our sins, and He resurrected. All right, we're good. Like, you can build the rest of the time in there to to hit on other things, because, and that's kind of the reason why, in my my opinion, I don't know what you feel about this. I would rather extend that conversation beyond a camp, a retreat, mm-hmm. because in those events, you're just so packed for time that there's like this pressure. And then also, a lot of times, I would prefer them to be baptized on a Sunday morning yeah. to be a part of the church rather than at High Hill yeah. or at CIY when it's more of like, <laughs> this decision happened in this magical place mm-hmm. that's far away from my actual real life. Um, uh, so my, not that yeah. you couldn't have a baptism. Those are fine. And I understand why kids do that. Yeah. But my preference is I would love to set up the coffee outside 
where they're in their normal day life to start to try to get them to walk through what it looks like to follow Jesus outside of the magic uh, spiritual mountaintop that they get yes. on at camps. I um, 100% agree yeah. with that. And when I first started out in youth ministry, I was all about let's let's baptize at camp. Like this yeah. is exciting, right? Like to end camp with all these baptisms, like woo, what, what it looks good. It looks good for your and numbers, what, well, right? Yeah, what better way to end camp, right? Like yeah. you walk away, you're like, that was a great camp. Um, the older I got and the more I thought about this decision that these students are making, I became almost the complete flip of like, I don't want baptisms at camp. Like I want decisions to be made at camp, but I want those decisions to be so solid that they last when they get home. We can involve mom and dad in it because yeah. they want to be a part of it. And maybe, maybe it was when I became a parent. I was like, man, I would love my daughter to make a decision at camp, but I would hate to like her be baptized and me not be there, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, you know, I know scripture is full of examples of people made the decision and immediately got baptized. And so I get that. I totally get getting baptized right when you make the decision. Um, but for me, one of the, I think a good test and marker is if, if they are making that decision at camp with all the emotion like you said, magical place. Yeah. If it's a true decision for Jesus, that should last when they get home. And when we're not in that environment, we can sit down, we can talk through it, and again, bring the family in to celebrate it. And even like, there's, uh, there's, because there is that, that argument of like, well, if they made the decision, like, why are we going to wait? You know, yeah. why wait? And so those are, you still have that conversation at camp, still have that conversation, you know, find the time to talk through it with them. There's no better, I mean, like if you're there, like talk through it with them, um, pray, pray a prayer with them, you know, like ask them the questions. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? And like, you know, have them confess that. Yeah. Um, and, and then say, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna celebrate this when we get home with, with family and your friends and everybody that's here at camp, like your, your small group, like. We're all gonna rally around and, and we're gonna celebrate that with you. And um, so I think I, I just think it's important like that they make the decision, yes, make the decision to get baptized, but at the same time, so many students get caught up in the magical environment of camp and CIY. Yeah. That it's like, I'm feeling it. I'm, yep. t- I'm feeling it. It's like, well, they could be or they could just be feeling the base of the, you know guitar right so yeah, like that's true it, you know it just depends on on what it is but but it's it's definitely worth a follow-up conversation and even you know extending it a little longer like to to help them understand for sure nice i i agree wholeheartedly um the last thing that i try to mention in that in that conversation if i could slip it in and i think it's it's simple but i think with today's students it's important it's simply just that hey jesus loves you right just to we hit on the whole thing. This is what Jesus did. He died. But just emphasize that, like, God and Jesus has an intense love for them as an individual. Um, I think that's super, super important as well. And I think kids today need to hear that as well and, and need to have that grounded in that decision to be baptized. Less of this transaction and more of this starting of a relationship to realize that they're responding to love that was offered to them in, in Jesus on the cross and, and that love that's still available. Um, there's more that can be mentioned, right? Holy Spirit, evangelism, heaven, and the church. Like, there's so many things that you could mention. But to me, those are just some of the really good things to hit. 
Um, I have some scriptures that I can just throw up, throw up here. Maybe I'll put them in the show notes if I figure out how to do that. I don't okay. know. Yeah, Maybe. You, you should figure that out. Yeah. But Acts 2.38, that's a good one. 2 Corinthians 5.21, uh, that's the substitutionary atonement. He died for our sins. We become his righteousness. And then obviously John 3.16 through 18. Those are some solid walking through baptism along with the Roman row, Romans yeah. 3.23, 6.23. Romans 3.23. All sin falls short of the glory of God. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And 8, 1, therefore there is no, now no condemnation for those in Christ. And 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So that, that's yeah. it, Romans Road. Right Romans there. Road, yeah. There they are. Those works. Put so, those in the show notes. We'll put them in the show notes, possibly. And just a couple more things as we wrap up here. Um, number one, one of the important thing to do, get parents involved. Don't, like, don't, do not just go through this decision without getting parents involved. Obviously, we have to have parental consent to baptize them anyways. But have parents involved in the conversation. They can even come with you if, if the kid is, everybody's okay with that, come with you to the coffee or to the ice cream or uh, but just kind of communicate to them how it's how it's going. Um, we're all about partnering with parents, and we should partner with them in this decision, and and have the parents be uh, play a big role, and not just let us play the hero because that's what we want. And and be okay if if the kid says, "No, I really want my dad to do it," or "I really want like that's that's an even bigger win." Yeah. Um, when I was a young youth pastor, I was not oh, man. I did not like that. I wanted to be the person because <laughs> I you know maybe I want the spotlight. And it's easy to do that, but now it's like. I love it yeah. to see moms and, and dads baptize their kids. And then another thing that I love is ha- have the kids write a letter to themselves about their decision and have them keep it. And they can, they can just write it, put it in an envelope. And that always helps with the, the rebaptism or I fell mm-hmm. away and, and they're questioning if their baptism was legitimate. Have them just fill up a page of why they're making that decision. And then maybe six months later or, or whenever – if they're feeling like they've, they've made a huge mistake or, you know, even li- way late, way later on and they have it, you know, in high school or in college, you can give them that and they can have confidence. No, you know what? When I was in sixth grade and I made the decision at camp, I really, like, understood the gospel and I really loved Jesus. And I think that's important. And then the last thing, very last thing, uh, follow up. We make a huge deal about the lead up to baptism. And afterwards, we're like, okay, you're cool. It's all good. Um Try to try to set up some some time to follow up, uh, and whether that's maybe getting coffee or something with them afterwards, to mm. to set up something for them to start walking, beginning that journey. Um, a lot of times we get them out of the baptistry, we give them a hug, and we say, "All right, kiddo, you're you're on your own." And and I don't think we've mastered this as a as, as a student ministry or or as a church, but something that we need to get better is that follow up after baptism. Um, to help that help them in that initial couple weeks and first year or whatever it is, but you as a life group leader can do a lot to help, to help that student um, in in the weeks and months following. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about that or yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think too, and uh, maybe this this goes to younger kids too, elementary, and and some of you are parents and you're going to be doing this with your your kids. Um, but I know. The first couple of times my my own kids asked to get baptized, like it was the beginning of a journey with them. It was not okay. We're doing it tomorrow. 
it was all right. We're going to walk through some stuff, um, and I wanted to I wanted to make sure they knew what they were doing. And so mm-hmm. um, it's it is the most important decision a person will ever make, and we don't want to. Um, you know, ever get to a point where it's like, all right, you have to know all this stuff in order to do it. But we also don't want to just blanket, okay, do it without them really knowing what, what's going on. And so, because uh, it's it's a life-changing decision. So um, help help make sure that they know what they're doing and walk them through it. And then let's remove all the obstacles to get them baptized that there are, because there's going to be excuses, there's going to be obstacles, help remove those and say, you know, yeah, we can do it tomorrow night if you want to. It doesn't have to be a Sunday. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a camp. It can be during the week with your close family. You know, like there are no excuses of why we can't make this happen. So, um, yeah, help help walk them through it and and let's uh, see how uh, God moves um, in in ways that. And this is what I love about student ministry is there's there's at such a great age to be. Um, to understand, like their their minds are developing, uh, they're still trying to figure out who they are. But this is this is the time where they usually make decisions that are going to last for for a lifetime. So you can help walk them through that. Such a huge role. Hundred percent. Hey, that's all we have. And I hope, man, I hope that you you can walk away from this being a little bit more confident mm-hmm. and and be ready. And and the most important thing to know is that we trust you. You're a leader for a reason, and that God has put you in your spot uh, for a reason. He's using you um, no matter what. So, but if you, I mean, if you do need help, like for sure, come talk to. Not, don't talk to me. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, I'm available. Sam's available. Yeah. You have life group coaches that are available. You want you want to communicate with us that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with your with your youth pastor, that's happening. But but also know that that you're trusted, and that we can we can let you handle it. But we can also help you and resource you along the way. So, man, baptism is exciting, and and I know that we'll have some coming up in these coming weeks and months, and hopefully uh, some of you get to walk some students through that. So, cool. well, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Hope it helps you lead groups better next Wednesday or Sunday night. Till Peace. Next Till next time.